I'm Audra. And I'm Sadie. And we are former English lit majors and sisters who miss reading and discussing literature with fellow lit nerds. And we created this podcast to discuss literature fueled by libations. So pick your poison and join us each week to discuss all the queries and views unearthed in great books. And support your local bookstore. Welcome, everybody, to Lit and Libations. I'm so excited we're back. Hi, Sadie. Hey, hello, Audra. How are you? Good. So we took like a little hiatus. What, it's been like a month? Yeah. Uh, Sadie's had some crazy, crazy work stuff going on. And your job, I mean, is just time consuming and super important. And we needed to take some time because we never want this to be stressful. So appreciate your patience while we had this little hiatus. But it was good. We're back. We'll work on getting back to regularly scheduled uh, episodes. But like I said, this this isn't all we do. And we just mm-hmm. love doing this and have fun doing it. And we want to try and get episodes out as often as possible. But we may have to take some breaks every now and then, which just gives you more time to read. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. But thanks. So we appreciate you guys with your patience. And we're excited to be back. I agree. Oh, my gosh. I've missed this. Like, this feels... It's funny. We were joking. Like, how do we start this again? Like, it's been so... It's been so long. What do we do? One, two, Is three, clap? Is it one, two, three, clap? <laughs> clap, one, two, three. Yeah. I don't know. Hopefully, we get through it. Um, And we're kind of... We're in the middle. So, we were discussing Mother of Strangers by Swad Amri last time. So, um, if you guys don't remember, this story was based on um, a true story of two teenagers from Jaffa uh, in Palestine. Um, Subi, who's a 15-year-old kind of genius mechanic, and Shams, a 13-year-old student who's also the daughter of a man who works for uh, uh, Subi's father in his orange groves. Um, and he wants to marry her one day. And it, great descriptions. Again, what we loved about this book was just how vivid I feel like it makes the city yeah. of Jaffa, which makes sense. The author's an architect and so obviously has an eye for detail. Um, and... You meet other characters. There's a tailor. There's um, Uncle Habib, who I think was one of the best characters. Yeah. Um, that's uh, Subi's uncle. Um, but then, you know, even though at the time when you first started the novel, Muslims, Jews, Christians, everyone's living together, um, uh, the bombardment in uh, 1948 starts and the British have left and they've, but also they want this to become a Jewish state. And there's just, it. Mm-hmm. it's just another portion of kind of just the really rough and tumultuous history that's been going on with Israel and Palestine for for a very long time not to minimize it but that's what it just is a little brief moment in time of that um it was kind of the beginning of the end of Palestine and um and that's all still going on so that's what the book's about the we didn't really discuss too much of the epilogue which is more of what we'll get into today is kind of the ending ending of the book and what happened um but yeah, so that's where we left off. So if you hadn't listened to it or hadn't read it, maybe go check out part one first because it'll probably make a lot more sense uh, if you listen to last episode. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and then I did read a couple books while we were on hiatus. Oh my gosh, I want to hear all about them because I'll be honest you, like to everybody listening and Audra and I have talked about this. I have not had time to read a book all I've done, like the only spare time that I've had has been spent watching House of the Dragon um, once a week. I've watched that too. So we'll have to talk about that maybe at the end. But tell me what you've read. Um, okay. Well, so I did read. So why don't you tell everyone what our next book oh, is? Oh, okay. Because I did read that. 
Yes. Okay. So the next book that we will be covering starting our next episode is Allie Smith's Autumn. Um, so this is the first novel of like a seasonal quartet that just wrapped up, I think, last year. Um, and this one came out in 2016. And uh, like, I'm, I'm excited. It's a I haven't finished it yet, to be honest, but it's definitely it's, so um, good. it's a good book and it definitely got a lot of great reviews. So it was long listed for the Man Booker Prize in 2017 and then also made it to the short list. And it was actually beat out by one of my favorite books ever, which is Lincoln and the Bardo. Um, but this book was actually one that was expected to win. And um, since she continued working on the quartet, um, I think summer, at, at least the last one, has also been shortlisted for it. So she continues to just do a really great job. Um, it's considered one of the first like Brexit novels. So like it, when you look at like United States literature, there's a lot of a lot of people like to divide it now with modern literature of like post 9/11. Well, that's happening with like the UK and like Brexit. Um, and this one's. Yeah, it's just like a interesting book about um, like a younger woman. She's like 32. And then there's like this older character and they have it's kind of like their different ages and perspectives is just an interesting thing. So um, I'm excited to finish reading this book and to talk about it next time. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Uh, it was great. So that was one that yeah, I read. Yeah, I think and it'll, then, like I'm going to have to. Um, this is the first one that I'll have read, but I have um the others so I think as like the seasons progress I think I'll continue to to maybe I'll I'll do that too yeah that's a good idea nice yeah well we encourage you to do that because that kind of worked out perfectly with with the fall timing um and then our next book after that is Salman Rushdie's uh The Ground Beneath Her Feet so this one is a little big uh so we'll probably split it up into three parts so I'll make sure to put up on the on Instagram how we're going to be splitting that up but of course read the whole book it's amazing and fabulous and um mm -hmm. yeah and luckily Salman Rushdie is is doing well um ah Hillary Mantle passed away did you see that what Hillary Mantle no. died yes okay guys she's if you don't know Hillary young. Mantle, you she's very go. She, she's I think she was in her 50s I'll have to look it up but um yeah, oh she passed she passed away so sad Sadie and I love Hillary Mantle if you a yeah, stroke she was 70. Oh, God. Um, but yeah, her books are amazing. The whole Wolf Hall trilogy. Um, she did an awesome one on like the writing of uh, like a, a place of greater. Um, and that was great. Like all about the French Revolution, like all of her books. There's not a single one of her books that I've read that I haven't loved. She's awesome. I just picked so, up her. Um, she has a memoir as well, which I actually just picked yes. up a couple weeks ago. Oh, I haven't read her memoir. You'll have to let me know how it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's awesome. I totally recommend, made me want to reread the whole trilogy, but I've like got a big enough That's list. so uh, sad. Oh my God. I know. I know. Huge, giant. Her books were great. Um, yeah, I think that was yesterday. Wow. Oh my, I, well, I saw that you had posted um, something from the King's English Um but I didn't realize that's what it was for. Like I didn't read the post that they had made. So, wow, that's yeah. really, really sad. Yeah, really sad. Um, but Salman Rushdie's doing better, so that's good. 
Um, he's on the road to recovery, but had some pretty severe injuries. I think he might still lose an eye. Um, so anyway, crazy, just sad. Um, yeah, so I read that and then I read, uh, an Island by Karen Jennings. She's a South African writer. Okay. Really good. So it's basically about this man named Samuel who's living alone on an Island off the coast of an African country. We don't know which. And he's been living there for more than like 20 years, lives out there by himself. There's a lighthouse. Um, And every now and then like bodies wash ashore from refugees. Mm -hmm. One washes Mm -hmm. ashore and he's not dead. So then it kind of goes through Samuel learning to live with this guy and they don't speak the same language. And then it kind of goes back into his memories of basically his family had fought for um, independence from being colonized. That ended they get a president who then is corrupt. So then they get the military general who was the military general when the president was in charge. Yeah. Becomes the new dictator and everyone seems it's great at first, but he's awful. He's a dictator. And so it kind of goes through his whole memories with that. Um, so super interesting, really good. Not the happiest of novels. I'll just tell you, but like really, really good. And I loved her writing. Um, mm-hmm. And then I read, did you ever read No One Is Talking About This by Patricia Lockwood? No. No, I did not. So I remember this getting a lot of buzz. I think it was like, it came out in 2021. Um, And this one's really interesting. It's, I recommend it. So she was a finalist for the Booker Prize. And it's basically about social media. Um, But then something happens to this woman in her life. And she's really obsessed with social media, gives talks on it. That kind of brings her back to the real world. And then in, after reading the book and reading her acknowledgments, it's, based a lot on her own life. Um, I, I liked it. It definitely, it made me uncomfortable sometimes. I didn't always love the, the writing was really good, but sometimes it just made me uncomfortable. That's all I know how to Mm -hmm. say, but then in the end, like it all tied it together. So it was a good, it was really affecting book. So I recommend that one too. And that pretty easy read. Uh, so yeah. And then I've been watching dragon, whatever, what is it? House of the dragon. Dragon. Yeah. Which I, to be honest, the last episode, I finally clicked. I was sticking through it because I loved Game of Thrones and I like I, the dragons and the costuming and it's all still fun. Yeah. But uh, the, for, the fourth episode really clicked for me. I, I enjoyed that one. The fourth episode um, being the oh, one it the fourth? where the Rhaenyra last gets down and dirty or the last one with the wedding? The last one with the wedding. Okay. That's, I think that's five. That's, I think that's number five. Um, I think so. Although the one, the one with her and Damon, where she she escapes the castle, that one was pretty yeah. good too. But it's still, I don't know. But it's it's good. I'm watching it. Uh, you still, if you haven't watched Reservation Dogs on Hulu, it's okay. so good. The last episode was just beautiful. It's a really good show. And then Star Trek Lower Decks, <laughs> the animated version. The new season came out, and it's so good. The last episode was amazing. It's one of my favorite Star Trek episodes. It's so good. Um, nice. That show's awesome. Yeah. Um, I do want to say just like one quick thing about House of the Dragon, and I will not say this in a spoilerly way, but I will just say I think it's very interesting how they're adapting the book, um, Fire and Blood. So Fire and Blood, I think we've talked about it a little bit of just how that book is like supposed to be this historical account and record. And um, so a lot of the stuff that's in it is kind of like hearsay and nobody knows 
what it is. And so there's like different versions of different ways that things are said to have happened depending on, you know, the rumor mill really. And um, so in, in the book, it's like not always exactly clear how certain events transpired because yeah. of that. And I do find like for those significant moments, I find it to be very interesting what the show is doing and the way that they're weaving all these different versions kind of together to make sense why like these different versions of events would happen and why these different rumors would happen. And I just think that they're doing a really great job of like adapting a story that's really not told in a narrative and making and like filling the gaps and making it seem interesting. So I th- I I think it's a it's a fun example of um, a different kind of adaptation than I think I've ever seen. Um, just because that's a different kind of book, really, than most that I've read. So um, yeah, I agree. I liked it. I really am enjoying it very much. I'm excited to see how it goes because they're changing some. I mean, most of the cast is changing here mm-hmm. and. Um, the next episode so we'll see how that goes but I'm really enjoying it so far um okay what are you drinking what's your beverage um okay so in honor of the orange groves of Jaffa so I made like a little so I muddled um two orange slices and two lemon slices and basil in the cocktail glass and then um I did an ounce and a half of botanical gin and then some simple syrup and just club soda. And then I put like a little mint and an orange slice on it. That looks amazing. That looks fantastic. It's pretty good. Yeah. What what are you drinking? Oh my God. I could not be bothered. So I'll I'll be honest. I feel like I'm still recovering from my celebration of this big work event thing being done. And so today when I was like, oh, I like I need to like think of what I want to drink. I was like, I don't want to drink anything that like really tastes like alcohol. So I'm just having a pill. So I'm just having a beer and it's nice. It's refreshing, but it's not too like so alcoholy that it's like making my blood curdle. So I feel pretty good about it. (laughs) Yeah. No, I'm hey, you do what you got to do. I know. And this is what I needed to do. I feel like I could go like a while without looking at a bottle of wine. It, 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 it'll be, it's, it's fine. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Um, okay, cool. Well, let's get into it. So I don't know, maybe the best way to talk about it is I really do want to talk about the epilogue because so much of this story is about this love between these, these young kids, well, young adults, teenagers, uh, Sahib and Shams, and they don't end up together, right? Like it's not, they don't end up together. And in fact, Shams is going to marry Subi's brother, Amir. Um, you know, Shams is likely her and her sisters are reunited with her father. And then they're kind of reunited with Sahib's family, even though Sahib is not with them because he stayed and like, then he stayed when kind of everything was happening in the town and, Mm -hmm. and all the violence. But then then they've all kind of lost each other. And then the epilogue. Um, so you find out that the author, um, she has heard about this story um, because she met the, the, the actual Shams um, back in 2018, um, spent time talking to her about her life. And then, but then specifically what was happening in 1948. 
Um, and she just made this point that she was struck by her peacefulness and her kindness, that she had her children and her grandmother there, and that she married Amir in 1952. They lived in Jaffa. They had kids. Um, and at this point, Amir has died, so she doesn't get to meet Amir. Um, Shams never saw her mother again. Um, and the mother got sick and died while trying to find her daughter. Um, and then after marrying Amir, Shams didn't see her father again. Uh, he died. And then Shams never got to be reunited with her brother. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it, she kind of goes into some of the historical. So a year after the 1967 war, Israel occupied the rest of Palestine, the West Banks, the Gaza Strip, the Sinai Peninsula, and the Golan Peninsula. Um, Nazira and Nawal, her sisters, got visitor permits, which let them enter Israel. Um, so she was able to see some of her family sometimes. Um, but basically it was, everyone was really separated and she never, she never saw, uh, Sahib again. Mm -hmm. And she says she asked Shams about that. And Shams said, oh, that was childish. Um, and then the author went and saw Subi in a refugee, um, in El Amrik. It's a refugee camp and a mom. And he also had children and grandchildren. And he wanted, she said, to talk more about his English suit that's talked about in the novel yeah. than, than even Shams. Um, you know, and so it's interesting. I, I think that's kind of realistic where you have these, like what you think is this intense romance. And we talked last time about how I didn't, neither one of us really loved this novel. Like, yeah, I loved the descriptions. I liked, I liked the characters. I just felt they weren't developed very well. I thought the novel was really like the pacing of it was really off for me. Yep. Yep. And it like, there was a lot of exposition that, kind of it like it was either so quick or the exposition really slowed it down and yeah it's it's interesting the the farther removed I am from the book actually the less I like it yeah and that and that kind of sucks because I think that like like those descriptions of uh Jaffa like we talked about earlier are really what make it good you know in a lot of ways but but I also like it's it's kind of interesting how much I didn't feel as big of an emotional connection to these characters as I felt like I should considering what they're going through. And yeah. like when you hear the plot, it it almost makes it seem like, oh, like, of course I'm going to like have feelings for these characters and like I'm going to empathize with them and like feel really close to them just based off of what they're going through and and the circumstances. But I I felt pretty disconnected from them and um so I, I and I, I don't know. I mean, that's hard. It's hard to write a fictional story based on real people that you meet that you weren't there to experience what they experienced. So maybe that's part of the difficulty. But um, yeah, yeah. It, I, the, I don't know. So like, like that quote at the end where he um, Subi's like more interested in talking about the pants and he pulls them out of a closet or something. And like at this point, they just like look like gray rags almost you know and he says yeah. that this is all that's left of um palestine um i don't know how i felt about that like i like i liked that image but i this question of you know like them being like the english pants i think is still like i, I don't know it's just an interesting and kind of like complicated image I, like why I, is that the symbol do you know what I mean like I, I guess I I'm kind of struggling with it 
Well, I think, I, I mean, obviously if this is based off of a real story, it's like, that is what it is. Right. And then I feel like she tried to make them into a symbol of something, but yeah, I don't think it came off very well. And I mean, if I put a lot of work into it for me, I would say, you know, it was this symbol of wanting to be more than, than you are mm -hmm. like wanting this, like worldliness and growth and progress and mm -hmm. wanting this like you know cultured and metropolitan like wanting to be able to have these things that come from other places and in order to have that there's got to be this like introduction and trade and all these things mm -hmm. but then the negative stuff comes with it and I don't know so I, I feel like it was just kind of you want this thing that that represents being more than what you are but in the but then it was kind of a downfall too I don't know I mean I think you could really put some like hard work in to like make it make be something. Yeah. But I feel like that's part of what I didn't like about the novel is it's like, well, I could, but I feel like I'm, I'm putting words in there that aren't there. Like right. I feel like I'm making something that isn't there. Like it's got all these bones that work well, but like there's no formally formed skeleton, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like it just, it kind of just falls apart. And I think that that was disappointing because there is so many great things in here. And I feel like it was really, for me, uh, reading about like these characters in this place isn't something I've done a ton of. And so that was nice an introduction to that world. So again, that's the benefit. Even if I didn't love this, it mm -hmm. like opened up that door that wasn't all the way open, but mm -hmm. it just, I, I'm like, I don't want to, I don't know. It's weird. I feel like I, it's weird for a book that seems to have everything going for it as far as like a complex plot line as far as like what characters are going through like the environment is so interesting and um and so difficult and there's so much like pain and violence and and everything that goes into it that you think it would be like easier for it to be compelling but at the same time like I think because the characters just didn't do it for me except for, yeah. I, I I did it I did like shams a lot but like in general, overall, I felt like the characters really didn't do it for me. Um, yeah, it it there, kind there of there wasn't me, a lot of depth. Yeah, yeah, it, there wasn't a lot of depth to them or complexity, and so it just kind of made me feel like this book was empty. But it felt like it could have been so much better. Like it makes me want to read a story about the exact same period of time, but mm -hmm. yes, better, better. Like I just like it made yeah. me want for a different story than what I got. Um, yeah, which, which is, yeah, which is sad because I, I think it has had potential, but, but yeah, you know, if, if we're like, you know, trying to spend all this time trying to make some of those aspects of the book make sense, that means that they probably like, it just didn't get executed very yeah. well. Yeah, exactly. That's the, yeah, I, that's the part is it's like, it's almost there, but then it's just. I feel like I'm reaching a little bit and yeah. I don't want to have to feel like I'm reaching. Um, but I, and I, but I did also like, I found it really realistic. The whole idea that their love story doesn't work out as far as I like they that. end up together yeah. because I mean, and, and I looking at it, like it's a YA book, like it, it fits with that. And I did like that part of it. And I, and I really do think that the story doesn't have to be some crazy romance. It doesn't have to be super tragic. I mean, it is tragic, but like it was just a very real depiction. She just maybe didn't do it as deftly as I've read before. Yeah. And I think, yeah. but then again, I hate saying stuff like that other than that stupid 
whatever book because it's like how it's so hard to write and to write a book and and I do love the descriptions of of Jaffa and the characters and I really think she gives a nice visceral like feel to the book and that's so nice um but yeah unfortunately this wasn't quite the home run I I thought it would be yeah but that's okay I did think like the the last um bit when She's asking Subi about Shams, you know, and, and the fact that, you know, she married the brother and whether or not they ever saw yeah. each other again. And he says no. Um, but he, then he just kind of like shrugs and he just kind of like, I think, funnily says that he's glad that she stayed in the family. Um, I thought that was kind of cute and funny. Like it, it almost made me think um, about like little women. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I can see that. You know, like, of just, like, how I felt like Laurie just, like, wants to be part of the family in any way that he can, which I'm not trying to, like, minimize. I do think, like, if anybody no, I know what has you're read saying. Little Women, but, like, I think, obviously, he loves um, the—I think he loves Amy. But, I th- like, this idea of, like, him being more attached to the family and, like, that kind of comfort that— um, he'll be a part of the family no matter what. I feel like that's kind of like maybe the same comfort here of like, yeah, like she married the brother, but at least it's kind of like he knows that she's okay in a way, even though yeah. they never see each other again. It's this like sense of closeness that um, even though they never get to really see each other or, or have any kind of physical closeness for a lot of reasons, um, that emotional like familial connection I think is – um, clear and I do think that's a meaningful connection I feel that way like with people and family that I haven't mm-hmm. seen for a really long time just knowing that they're my family is connection enough sometimes yeah it's a familiarity and I think that that comes through both in the relationship with Shams and her family but also like just how he looks at his his city his town mm-hmm. his people and and I think that that's uh, he and Shams didn't end up together and also neither did his his hometown neither did Jaffa like everything Mm -hmm. has been broken apart and and I think that uh you know that's that's the more poignant like love story for me than like Shams and Sahib um yeah but yeah so it wasn't quite what I wanted it to be but there was still things there that I didn't anticipate and like I said I am so much more interested in educating myself more about you know Palestine and these cities and like and that's what good books should do, even if you don't think they're the most well-written. It was t- it was still good. <laughs> does this author, um, I know that she has other work. Does she, does she do, like, short stories, or does she have any, like, nonfiction? Because I feel like essays. Nonfiction. I feel like, okay. She's, she has six works of nonfiction, um, and one of them's, uh, like, a memoir. Um, and then she works she is an architect and she's working on like a conservation project um in the city of ramallah which is where she currently lives and that's kind of what started this is she finally went back to the town where her father was from and went back to jaffa and the taxi driver that she had was like you've got to hear my aunt shams story and that's how so um so yeah so like and you can see that this obviously was i don't know maybe that's she's just not a fiction writer yeah, that's not it, it, forte, it, it, but almost, it was like a great it almost seems like a like a first like foray into into fiction, which is why I think a lot of like the dialogue maybe feels clunky is because she's like making it up. 
you know, which, yeah. <laughs> which I guess like, I feel, <laughs> I feel like this would almost be a really good, like article in like the Atlantic or the New Yorker, like, yeah. like a, you know, where it's kind of going through this historical fiction or this, this historical fact with this personal story as Threaded kind of the it. anchor for these things. Yeah. To like, why to talk about it. Um, which is funny because the like epilogue it, where I feel like it is that way, it almost yeah. made more sense to me and was like, I it felt was easier to read. It was easier to read, but I also like felt like it's, I mean, so the ending of this book, I feel like was very rushed. Like you said, the timing's yes. kind of off. Like it goes yeah. from her like being talked about, Shams being talked about as getting like married to the brother and then, but you don't even really see the wedding. It's just like a, like they're engaged I think and then it literally just like goes to the epilogue it seems like it like really jumps and yeah. um but I felt like 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 you said like I'd almost rather this have been a non-fiction essay with this mm-hmm. story threaded through it but still told in a non-fiction way yeah totally I agree that that was my assessment of it so I mean it's worth reading for multiple reasons but it it wasn't quite the the read I wanted it to be but um I hope you guys enjoyed it yeah yeah and if you didn't like you know definitely learn more about about that time period there's so much to it find other books um maybe I'll see if I can find some to put them up on Instagram as recommendations but um yeah and I'm excited for autumn that I totally I dug that book. I am too. Yeah, and I so. I was just thinking too um, that in case any of our listeners listening to this episode, um, hopefully, like, I don't know if people have been paying super big attention to, like, current events, but that horrible, horrible event happened in Iran. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I feel terrible that I didn't look up her name before talking about this, but that event with the, with the woman whose hair was showing and she was murdered in Iran just recently. Um, it just made me think again about when we read, um, uh, Persepolis and like, anyway, if I'm just saying, if anybody, I'm not saying like, listen to our episode on it, but like if anybody, um, has heard about that event and has been thinking about it. I like, it made me want to go reread that book just to like try to put myself in that shoe, those shoes again. And then also like seeing this image of like these women um, and these people like kind of resisting. Um, I don't know. It's just kind of crazy how I feel like that, that I think it just, it, yeah, it opens your, me. Yeah, and I think that's great because it, it should. It should open your mind to things so that you're more aware of things and pay attention. And you know, like it just expands your world. And that includes what, I mean, we're yeah. bombarded with information all day, every day. And, and a lot of stuff we don't pay as much attention to or it doesn't stick with us because we don't find it relevant. And right. I mean, how, how could you personally find that relevant? You know, then the only way to really do that is to hear from other people's experiences and pay attention and find connections so yeah well and and I think that like having read Persepolis it it put that event in context for me and um and obviously it's still like a it's a horrific and compelling thing that I hope would affect me regardless but um if anybody is like feeling 
like you want to learn more like I would start with Persepolis like I want to go reread it again and um hopefully you know stuff will get better but um I'm excited for autumn I'm excited for autumn the book and I'm excited for autumn the season oh my gosh it's it started to really cool down here and I'm living for it it's fantastic nice yeah it's still a little warm here but it's really nice so I'm gonna I'm appreciate it I've got some like fun drinks planned for our autumn episodes oh yeah um I feel I'm I'm a little nervous so like listeners Audra and um our the rest of our family is going to come visit me here in Massachusetts and I'm so sad because I feel like we planned it when we would have like hopefully peak leaf but it's been such a drought this summer here that I'm a little nervous that we're going to hit it a little earlier so keep your fingers crossed that the leaves here will hold on through mid-October because I really want you guys to see how beautiful it is in, in peak leaf. But Well, I'm not worried. Either way, it'll be really fun. But it, yeah, yeah. I'm, I would I definitely want to see some some leaves. Um, Yeah. Any anything else? No. I, have you watched any? I know you're you're not like a huge Tolkien fan, are you? Right? I am not. I mean, I okay. really liked The Hobbit, but I, nothing else I've been able to get into. But by all means, I know that I'm, that's, you know, I'm in the minority, I suppose. Yeah, I really enjoyed Lord of the Rings, but um, just because we had talked about House of the Dragon, um, Rings of Power just, like, started coming out on on Amazon, and it's the most expensive TV show ever made, and I am hating it. <laughs> like, I stopped watching mm. it. I watched the first three episodes, and now I just, I'm done. I'm like, I'm already done, which is really sad because it is a beautiful show. Visually, it's very gorgeous. And yeah. you can tell that they put in a lot of effort into the production, and I do like their casting choices. But it's just so, like bland like it's weird I don't know maybe I'll give it another shot but compared to like House of the Dragon which I find to be much more like politically compelling and um uh like compelling just in general um it's hard to watch but if you know if any of our listeners have been watching Rings of Power and you've watched the last two episodes and they were phenomenal let me know so I can I can start watching them again but other than that I haven't like really been able to watch anything or read anything but I am excited to be able to have the free time to to do what I like to do here again yes exactly (laughs) well so yeah I mean this is there's just so many books I know too many too many I did go oh oh I did go to um Barnes and Noble on What day did I go? It had to have been like last Sunday or something before I went into work for a little bit. But um, I went to Barnes & Noble and I picked up this book, um, which <laughs> I don't know if it would like interest you at all. I, it might even be like a terrible book. I have no idea, but I was intrigued. Um, it's called Corinne and it's written under a pseudonym, like an alias, and apparently the real author is like a very well-known 
best-selling author. And they wrote this book under a pseudonym, and it's about a seemingly Mormon fundamentalist girl in, like, high school and, and like, her experiences of, like, basically falling in love with somebody who she's not supposed to. It's kind of, like, almost, like, it's giving me Romeo and Juliet vibes, Um, but it's supposed to be pretty good. The reason I found it, actually, was because I was on TikTok, and I saw a video of this woman who was an ex-Mormon fundamentalist and who had escaped from, like, Warren Jeff's community, and she um, had read it, and she was like, I like this book like could only have been written by somebody who has like a like personal like history with either this community or this type of community, whether that be like Mormon fundamentalist or if it be like uh, any other kind of fundamentalist Christian group, you know, Um but it's really interesting because it's written under an alias. And so I, I, I'm interested to see if you like had heard about it or, um, or if anybody has any theories as far as who the real author go is like Hmm. one of, one of the rumors that I've heard is, is that it's Stephanie Meyer, um, of twilight fame, but I've also heard the Uh. writing is too good to be Stephanie Meyer's. So I'm not, I don't, I don't know. Maybe she's better than she used to be, but like, I don't know. I'm so I bought it just because I'm like curious about it. So I want to try to read it to see if I can like guess who it could be. Yeah, let me know. I'm interested to hear about it. Yeah, I got that one, and then um, another book that I picked up uh, was by oh god, what was her name? She wrote um, Maggie O'Farrell. She she did. Oh yeah, she has a new I book. Want, I got. I want to get this one too. It's on my wish list. I haven't, I haven't picked it up yet. Um, yeah, it's called. This one looked good too. Um, so while you look that up, um, in case any of our listeners uh, haven't been here since the beginning, we covered um, one of our earlier books. Actually, was Hamnet by Maggie O'Farrell, and she just barely came out fairly recently it's called with the, a new one. It's called The Portrait, um, and this one is about. Um, Lucrezia de Medici, right? Yeah, Florence in the 1550s. Yeah, the Medici family. I'm yeah. I I have this one on my list. I just haven't gotten it yet. Yeah. So I I picked up my copy. I'm excited to get to it because I'm also just I really liked what she did with Hamnet, and um, this is also like a pretty significantly larger novel. Um, it's not crazy big. But in comparison to Hamnet, it seems big. So um, I am excited to see what she does with that. And this I have not ever read a book about the Medici's like that. Um, I've only ever watched really um, wild TV shows <laughs> about the Medici's. What was that? There was some there family like, on, or some show on several. HBO, wasn't there? There were several. It's either Showtime or it was HBO. But there were there have been a few shows about the Medici's. Um, yeah. Let's see. There was. Um, I'm gonna look this up because one of them had like Jeremy Irons too. Like, yeah, that's the one I'm thinking of, and now I can't remember what it was. Let's see. This is killing me. 
I don't remember. I remember watching. I don't think I watched all of it. Did you find it? No. I mean, there's one that's literally called the Medici's. There's also the Borgias. I think that's it. That's that's what it was. That's the one with Jeremy Irons is the Borgias. Yeah. And then there was also like, um, I don't know if anybody watched it. It did not last very long. I think it lasted only like two seasons, but it was called Da Vinci's Demons and um, was about that kind of time period. But it was. It was the main character was Leonardo da Vinci, who in this, this show was young and beautiful and, you know, not like what yeah, people I, think he actually was. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to reading the book. I think I'm going to learn a lot, too, because I feel like she did such a w- good job with Hamnet of um, I feel like being um, surprisingly and shockingly historically accurate while still feeling like um like it was a story that could fit into any time do you remember that like kind of yeah I, I i liked it i thought it was really good i'm excited to read this next one yeah for sure it's just i need to just like have a week where i can just like get through my pile because i'm an idiot that keeps buying more to add to the pile um, or pe- sweet my mother was kind and sent me four books like randomly off my wish list that I have because she has access to it. Yeah. Because I just keep, I keep my, all these books on my Amazon wish list so that I don't forget what I want, but I don't buy them from Amazon. I go then to the right. King's English or bookshop.org or when I'm out of town. Oh, I went to, damn it. What is the name of it? I'm going to have to look it up. When I was in Woodside for a horse show, I went to um, this bookstore in Palo Alto and it was really cool. Was it wasn't books. What was the name of it? Damn it. I'm going to look it up. Um, oh, Kepler's books and magazine. Um, so it's been there since like the forties. Uh, and it was really cool. This like nice little independent one. And I, um, what did I get when I was there? It's in Menlo park. I picked up a couple books there. I can't remember, but anyway, so I don't buy it from Amazon, but she was kind and sent me four books and I'm like, Oh, I have so many to read. I just need to like have a week to just read books. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited for you to come see me so that you can come see my local bookstore. I know. There's a documentary about. Can't wait. We'll we'll definitely be going there. It's actually, it's really cute. So it's a bookstore. It is literally just called the bookstore. But then right off of the, like, in the same building, basically, like, you just go through this little archway. Um, there's a bar and it's called Get Lit. And so you can have a glass of wine at, while you like peruse the bookstore or you can buy a book and then grab a glass of wine and then go sit outside. And it's it's very sweet. It's very I quaint. love it. I, I can't wait. I love it. I'm excited. I'm going to have a good time. Um, yeah. So if you can go pick up a copy. Uh, tell everyone what our next book is. Um, Autumn by Allie Smith. Um, so go pick up a copy, read through that. We'll be discussing that on our next two episodes, which we're hoping to get out another one next week, but we will keep you updated. We might have some little, uh, longer periods of time in between, but we're going to do the best we can. Um, and then also pick up Salman Rushdie's The Ground Beneath Her Feet. So you can start on that after autumn. Um, yeah. So again, thanks for your patience. We really missed doing this. Mm -hmm. Uh, feels good to be back. Oh my God. Yeah. Hope you guys enjoy the discussion so thanks everybody bye